Let's turn to the word of the Lord as we have heard it spoken. Let's ask God to bless. Father, would you teach us this morning and deliver us in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to share with you about breaking the FOM, the fear of man. The church needs a massive deliverance. It needs a massive deliverance. And us as a local church, we need a a deliverance from the fear of man, the spirit of fear. It is gripping us. It's gripping the people. It's gripping the earth. We need to do something about it. If we're going to stand and proclaim, we have to be bold. We have to be ferocious as a lion, having the heart of a lion. And in order to do this, we have to break the spirit of the fear of man. I believe it's gripping most of us. And I want to speak against it, and I want to just do this teaching so that at the end we get to a place where we are going to be praying for this spirit to be broken off of us. Can I get an amen on that? Can I get an agreement? Enough is enough. And God has given us wisdom and counsel to take care of this. Now, don't worry, don't feel that you're less than somebody else if there's a fear of man in you. Moses had the same problem. He didn't feel he could deliver Israel. He had a fear of Pharaoh. He was, had a fear of not being able to speak well enough that he told God he couldn't do it, and God had to bring Aaron, his brother, alongside. We see the same uh, with uh, Elijah who after slaughtering all of the prophets of Baal and calling down fire from heaven, he had the fear of man. It was a woe man. It was Jezebel. But he was afraid of her. He was completely intimidated, ran away to such a place where he went and fell under a tree and said, I wish I was never born. So we are in the company of many who have the fear of man. Jeremiah, when he was called as a young man, was so afraid of all the people staring at him. And God said in Jeremiah 1.8, don't look, do not fear the eyes of man. We saw it in Paul. Paul in the book of Acts, there's a season where he was ready to quit and God spoke to him and said, do not stop preaching my word. Do not be afraid. I'm preparing a way for you. And that's Paul, the great, mighty man of Paul. And we know Peter. Peter had a fear of man to such a point where he was afraid of a little 12-year-old girl who said, say, aren't you with him? And he began to curse and he began to swear and said, I don't know him. He had a fear of man. We see that Timothy as well as a disciple of Paul had the fear of man and Paul said, don't despise your age. Speak, hold your ground, stand and proclaim. And so we have to be aware of this. Proverbs says this in Proverbs 29. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. So FOM, the fear of man, is a trap. It will snare you, it will entangle you, it will trap you. And we're to remove all things that would entangle us from running this race. And one of the biggest entanglements that you and I have is a fear of man. And so we're to trust the Lord, that's the place of safety. One man put it this way, we obey the one we fear. We're controlled by whatever we believe can give us what we think we need. 
So we will obey. The power of man, the power of our society, the power of our culture is dictating to the church what it should do, what it shouldn't do, what it should say, what it shouldn't say. Is the church ready to stand up and proclaim what it believes, what it confesses, and not worry whether we're put in jail, whether we are abused, or whether we are assaulted? Are you ready for this? The rest of the Christian world is already in that place. Americans are ready to give up and, and, and do what the world wants us to. We say no. and We have to break the spirit of fear. There's negative aspects to it. The negative is, basically, we're afraid to disappoint people. We're afraid that we'll have rejection. We're afraid of peer pressure, social anxiety. How are we going to fit in? How will our children fit in in the schools that are teaching nothing but moral depravity? How are we going to get along? Gee, what station am I going to even listen to anymore on the radio? Maybe I can compromise. What am I going to be entertained with? Maybe I can compromise. Because I don't want to be rejected by people. I don't want to disappoint my friends. The positive side of it is we're all looking for approval. We're codependent on everyone liking us. We've lived our whole life trying to get people to like us, to speak well of us. Our reputation. Do you remember what it says about Jesus in Philippians chapter 2? He had no reputation. He no longer grasped his uh, positioning as being equal with God, but emptied himself. Gave up his reputation for the sake of serving us. Are we willing to give up our reputation for the sake of being labeled a follower of Jesus Christ? How many of us are so shy we won't even say that we're Christians? We won't even speak out when we see injustice. It's the fear of man. It's replaced the fear of God. Edward Welch says this, we are more concerned about looking stupid in front of people than we are about acting sinful before God. I'm going to say that again because that needs to just go a little bit deeper. We are more concerned about looking stupid in front of people than we are about acting sinful before God. Hey, we got grace. He forgives me. I have clay feet. He knows. But I'm insecure. Look at the world thinks you're stupid already. Get used to it. <laughs> and if you're looking to persuade the world that Jesus is the way, they've rejected him. Now, we declare him as the way, and as the Spirit opens their eyes, they will follow but those who do not want to follow will reject us. There's no middle ground anymore. Not anymore. Let's break the spirit of the fear of man. I have to harp on this one more time. There's a conspiracy fear that has gripped the church. There's so many conspiracies out here for everything. Have you realized that we're all standing in rabbit holes? You can't walk when you're tripping in all the rabbit holes of conspiracy. Look at what Isaiah says. For the Lord spoke thus to me with his strong hand upon me, warning me not to walk in the way of this people, saying this, 
Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear, nor be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him shall you honor as holy. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. We're paralyzed. Should I take the vaccine? Should I not take the vaccine? Is there COVID? Is there not COVID? Is there a coup? Is there not a coup? Is there uh, uh, aliens coming? Is there not aliens coming? Did Paul McCartney die or didn't he? Oh, wait, that's a different one. I mean, come on, there's a conspiracy for every single thing. And what happens is we trip into all these rabbit holes. We spend so much time fearing and getting gripped by this conspiracy. Yes, there's a conspiracy. The conspiracy is that Satan hates Jesus and he's lying to everyone. Okay? That evil is brewing and trying to take over the world. Okay? Now, Jesus is Lord. He's got a plan. He is the light of the world. Walk in the light as He is in the light. Get out of the tunnels of bunny trails and walk in the light. Please, people, we are no longer fearing God. We're fearing the next conspiracy. And so, how do we break it? How do we break the grip of the fear of man? Paul said this, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God gave us not a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and self-control, or a sound mind as you may have remembered it. Now, what Paul is telling Timothy Timothy is obviously being timid. That spirit of fear, we've heard it preached so many times in the King James, it says a spirit of fear. And we think that there's literally a spirit of fear that creeps and walks around. But actually what this verse says is timidity. Being timid. Tim was timid. He was holding back. Paul said, God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Timidity is intimidation by the fear of men. And that's what was happening to Pastor Timothy. He was being too timid because he was fearful of what people would say or what people would think. And he said, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. This Holy Spirit is a spirit of power, is a spirit of love is a spirit of a sound mind or one that is controlling his thoughts and efforts by the Spirit of God in holiness. We do not have to fear man. So what are we to do? How are we to break the spirit of the fear of man off of us? He says this, fan into flame. Stir it up. How do you fan it into flame? Now, first of all, that means it's our responsibility, all right? We're looking for God to do something. We're looking for God to make it happen. Paul's advice is, Timothy, fan it into flame. It's in you. It was in you by the laying on of hands. You have the gifting of the Holy Spirit. You have the calling of the Holy Spirit. It's up to you to fan it into flame. If you've come into church this morning and you're waiting for the worship band to get you going, something's wrong. 
If you're waiting for somebody else to say something that'll stir you up, something's wrong. It's up to you to fan it into flame. It's up to you to worship God. It's up to you, not your neighbor or somebody else. Sometimes we're broken, I get it. Sometimes we're down. But still, we must fan it into flame. We must begin to recite the Word of God. We must remember the promises of God. We must stir it up into a white heat that it will begin to burn again in our soul. The Word of God is burning in me. It's shut up in my bones. I have to bless Him. I have to praise Him. I have to exalt Him because I've been meditating on Him day and night and I've hidden His Word in my heart that I would not sin against Him. It's a blaze in me. Fan it into flame so that when the fear of man starts to approach you and people tell you to shut up or people tell you that your opinion's wrong or people laugh at you, I'm sorry, the furnace is burning too strong. You throw trash in, it'll just burn it right up. I've got an incinerator in me that will take all the foolishness of man and burn it to the righteousness of God. Amen? You see, what the fear of man does is it tries to cause you to paralyze your will. But that's where the power, the spirit that God gave us is a spirit of power so that it won't paralyze us. We we stop our will. We stop from speaking. We, We refrain from acting because we're afraid of those different things that man has an opinion of or being ashamed or whatever, but the power of God will put your will into gear. It silences our voice, but this spirit is a spirit of love. I can't stop talking about the ones I love. My heart is filled with a love for Jesus Christ. I have to talk about Jesus. I have to talk about what I love. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the fear of man tries to silence us, but love makes me speak. Last of all, it tries to attack your reasoning. But I have self-control. I have a mind that the Spirit gave me for ordered thinking and right thinking and rightly dividing the word of truth to know where an argument is faulty and to understand and discern what is right. So we must stir up the Spirit of God within us. So, the spirit of the fear of man tries to paralyze your will, silence your voice, and attack your reasoning. But we weren't given a spirit of timidity to be afraid of man. We were given a spirit that is powerful to enact our will, is loving to make us speak of his goodness, and give us a sound mind to attack all the arguments that speak against us. And we are to stir this up. Stir it up. It's our responsibility to stir this up. So if you find yourself in the fear of man, if you find yourself under the attack and the weight of this oppression, we must stir up the Word of God, the act of God, the purposes of God. Study to show yourself approved. Present yourself to God, a workman rightly dividing the Word of the Lord. Folks, we cannot forsake the Word of God. We cannot forsake prayer. This day, more than ever, we must stoke the fires within us 
and stir up and fan into flame the Spirit of God to break the fear of man off of us. Isaiah 51 verses 12 and 13 said this, I, even I am he who comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid of man who dies and of the Son of Man who is made like grass? That you have forgotten the Lord your Maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. He's speaking again about the fear of man that Israel was afraid of its enemies. David wasn't afraid of Goliath. We're not to be afraid of our enemies. We had Israel that wandered and had approached the promised land. And when they were ready to go in, they sent spies in to spy the land. And when they came out, a number of them said, we can't do it because of a fear of man of what they saw. They had forgotten the promises of God. Except for Joshua and Caleb, they they remembered God. They had set their sight on the Lord and not the fear of the enemy. We've got to get back to this, people. We've got to get back to what it means to be a Christian. We are not of this world. We do not belong to this culture. We belong to a kingdom. And we're to win this culture to Christ. He said, you have a wrong view. You've forgotten the Lord. I'm the one who comforts you. So let me ask you this, my brothers and sisters. Where do you get your comfort from? Where are you getting your peace from? What is calming your nerves at night? What is giving you peace? Where's your comfort coming from? Many of us have used imitations of the Holy Spirit. Many of us use different things to calm us. Food to calm us and self-medicate. Some smoke to self-medicate. Some drink to self-medicate. Some take pills to self-medicate. Some indulge in different fleshly things to self-medicate. All because we can't handle the, the issues that are around us. But God says, you've forgotten me. I am your comfort. Fan me back into flame. Ignite your love for me once again. I am he who comforts. Why are you afraid of man? Why are we afraid of man? Then he says this. That we need to change our minds. Jesus put it this way in Matthew 10. Do not be afraid of them. For nothing is hidden that will not be revealed and nothing is in secret that will not be made known. There will be a day of reckoning and a day of vindication. It will come from the Lord. Men have had their conspiracies. Those folks have said things about you. There are things that others have caused against you. But you don't have to defend yourself. All of that will be revealed one day. What you hear and seek it will be shouted from the mountaintops. Everything will be exposed one day. There will be a day of reckoning, brothers and sisters. What Jesus is saying is don't worry about that right now. You do what I tell you to do. What I say to you in the dark, I tell in the light. Tell it in the light. And what is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the housetops. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Instead, fear the one who is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. 
We must get back to having a healthy fear of God, a reverence for His Word and His power, and no longer fear man. Because in all honesty, the fear of man is self-protection. We're all trying to protect ourselves from hurt or woundedness. We must abandon ourselves to Christ Jesus. Abandon ourselves to give yourself to Him. That no matter what will happen, you will stand for Christ. Christians around the world know all too well what this means. Risking their lives to gather like you are gathering right now. Worshiping and praising God in silence with tears streaming down their eyes but not making a sound because the enemy would come in and slaughter them. But they will still gather in worship. What if we lose our freedoms here in this nation? What if the enemy comes against Christianity? What if they persecute us for righteousness' sake? It sounds to me like that was already prophesied. The question is not how to avoid it. The question is how to endure it. How to endure it. I've been in communist nations where people have been killed. I've been in Russia where they destroyed churches and destroyed Christians and put them in prison camps. I've been in China where they did the same thing. I've been in Korea where they are doing the same thing in North Korea. I've been in all these places and the one prayer of all the believers who have endured that persecution, who have endured those trials, never say, pray that we would escape those who persecute us. That is not what they say. The number one prayer is pray that we would have strength to stand in our persecution for the faith of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So this morning I am here to break off the spirit of fear. The way that is done, as I have shared with you through the Word of God, as Paul said to Timothy, is to stir up, to fan the flame of the Spirit of God that is not timid, not afraid of man, but has power, love, and a sound mind. Let us pray. Bow your heads with me this morning. Heavenly Father, I am asking you, Holy Spirit, to move upon us and to activate within us and stir up in us the Spirit of God that we would not be timid. We would not be fearful. We would not have the fear of man upon us. We would not be more concerned about ourselves than we are for the proclamation of the gospel. That being rejected by this world would not offend us, but being rejected by you would. For we will confess Jesus so that he will confess us before the Father. So I'm asking you, if you are able to stand, please stand. And I'm asking you to search your heart this morning and ask the Holy Spirit to search you. Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Jesus, my high priest... And my Lord, send your Spirit 
to search my soul. If there be any place where there is the fear of man in me, where I am more concerned about my reputation and my feelings, that you would call it out. Would you expose every demonic spirit of the fear of man within me to be broken right now and to be cast out. I fan the flame of God so that the power and the love and the sound mind of Christ Jesus would burn brightly in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we have prayed that prayer, Holy Spirit, search us right now for the spirit of the fear of man within us, where we've been timid, where we've been ashamed of the name, where we are embarrassed, where we have been trained to hide and to cower before others, where we don't think we're good enough, where we don't think that we should represent Christ. Break that right now. I bind that spirit in Jesus' name and we cast it down. We fan into flame the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.